What you have just heard, listeners, all over the world, is a warning. And you will hear this warning from here on out. You've been listening to your leaders tell you that there is a great move toward democracy in the world. You witnessed the parting of the Iron Curtain, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the fracturing of the Soviet Union. And this is all supposedly toward a new worldwide democracy. Democracy is a code word for socialism, and that's why our forefathers established a republic. But don't get down, folks. All is not lost. The problem lies within each and every one of you, and therein also lies the answer. I'm your host, William Cooper, and you're listening to The Hour of the Time.
problems are within us and all the answers are therein also. Silent weapon technology has evolved from Operations Research, ROR, a strategy and tactical methodology developed under the military management in England during World War II. And this will be the first that most of you have ever heard of it. The original purpose of operations research was to study the strategic and tactical problems of air and land defense with the objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies. In other words, folks, logistics. Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to history in the making while you are listening to this show. For this is the first broadcast in a time slot that ensures that millions, possibly billions of listeners worldwide are going to hear what I have to say every night, Monday through Friday, at this same time. This is the charter program, so to speak. And this is not, not any kind of of a radio program that you've ever heard before in your life. For nothing is sacred here. And we're going to lay it all on the line. We're not going to beat around the bush. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's nobody here that's afraid of anyone or anybody or anything. We have no vested interest in a career in radio. So if we get thrown off the air... It's not going to bother us a bit. Therefore, we're not going to compromise what we say to stay on the air, irregardless of the pressure that may be put upon us. We're going straight through with it, folks. And those of you who listen to this program regularly are going to be better informed than anybody else on the face of this earth. Before I go any farther, though, I'm going to have to give you my standard admonition that all of those who have come to my lectures, who have read my book, everyone who has been listening to this show on satellite or on WWCR since its inception on the 4th of May, 1982, they already know this, but I know that there's many new listeners out there tonight. So I'm going to give you this admonition, and you must obey it no matter what. You must not believe anything that you hear on this show, or on the Chuck Harder show, or on the Tom Valentine show, or on Larry King Live, or from the lips of Dan Rather, or George Bush, or Bill Clinton, or anyone else in this entire world, whether you hear it on radio, or on television, or from the lips of someone standing right in front of you. But you must listen to everyone, no matter who they are or what they are saying. 
that is the true mark of intelligence. Listen to everything, believe nothing, until you can prove you yourself. You must learn how to find the truth and prove it. If you can't do that, you might as well turn off your radio now. If you have to call someone else to ask if you should be listening to this show, you should turn off your radio now. We don't even want you to listen. Understand, folks, that only free-thinking, intelligent people who are prepared to root through all the crap and get at the truth should be listening to this show and nobody else. My admonition is the same with reading, whether it be newspapers, our books, our tea leaves, I don't care what it is. Read everything, believe nothing, until you can prove through your own efforts, whether it is true or false, or lies somewhere in between in the many shades of gray. If you don't do this, if you cannot do this, or will not do this, or just plain too lazy to do this, then I can assure you that you will march into the New World Order as a docile slave. Buying all the way. For only free-thinking people who listen to everything and read everything ever come close to the truth, and I can assure you that it is elusive. Everyone else are just puppets on the end of someone's string, and when that person pulls that string, those puppets dance right on cue because that's exactly what they are supposed to do. I told you <laughs> that this was not any kind of a radio broadcast that you've ever heard or ever will hear anywhere else. You see, most radio personalities have a vested interest in maintaining their show on the air and going up the ladder career-wise and making a lot of money. None of those interests prevail here, I can assure you. Our interests are in saving freedom for the world. The only way that freedom can be saved for the world is if we can save the Constitution of the United States of America and save this country. For that is the only document ever created in the history of the world that has ever given any man or woman on the face of this earth freedom, ever. And today, the citizens of the United States of America are the only people in the world who are truly free or who have ever been truly free. But I can assure you, dear listeners, they will not be free for long if they do not wake up immediately. Time is running out. It's about two minutes until midnight, and at midnight the New World Order takes over. So you have a choice. Become educated. Begin to listen and to read from every source and begin to put the pieces of the puzzle together, and begin to work, take an active role, take a risk, stick it out over the cliff, and don't worry about falling off. 
It's better to fall off trying to save freedom than to die in the chains. Folks, let me continue here with the silent weapon technology that I began with. For after they developed this operations research and found out that it could be extremely useful, it was soon recognized by those in positions of power that the same methods might be useful for totally controlling a society. But better tools at that time were necessary. Social engineering, folks, the analysis and automation of a society, requires the correlation of great amounts of constantly changing economic information or data. So a high-speed, computerized data processing system was necessary, which could race ahead of the society and predict when society would arrive for capitulation. Relay computers were too slow, but the electronic computer invented in 1946 by J. Presper Eckert and John W. Mouchley filled the bill. The next breakthrough was the development of the simplex method of linear programming in 1947 by the mathematician George B. Danzig. Then, in 1948, the transistor, invented by J. Bardeen, W. H. Brattain, and W. Shockley, promised great expansion of the computer field by reducing space and power requirements. With these three inventions under their direction, those in positions of power strongly suspected that it was possible for them to control the whole world with the push of a button. Immediately, the Rockefeller Foundation got in on the ground floor by making a four-year grant to Harvard College, funding the Harvard Economic Research Project for the study of the structure of the American economy. One year later, folks, in 1949, the United States Air Force joined in. In 1952, the original grant period terminated, and a high-level meeting of the elite was held to determine the next phase of social operations research. The Harvard Project had been very fruitful, as is borne out by the publication of some of its results in 1953, suggesting the feasibility of economic or social engineering. And this was published in a book called Studies in the Structure of the American Economy, copyright 1953, by Wassily Leontief, International Sciences Press, Incorporated, White Plains, New York. I suggest you get it and read it. Engineered in the last half of the decade of the 1940s, the new quiet war machine stood, so to speak, in sparkling gold-plated hardware on the showroom floor by 1954. With the creation of the Mazer in 1954, the promise of unlocking unlimited sources of fusion atomic energy from the heavy hydrogen in seawater and the consequent availability of unlimited social power was a possibility only decades away. The combination, of course, was irresistible. 
The quiet war was quietly declared by the international elite at a meeting held in 1954, and the name of that group, folks, is the Bilderberg Group. Although the silent weapons system was nearly exposed 13 years later, the evolution of the new weapons system has never, ever suffered any major setbacks. Because no one has ever identified that what is happening to them is being caused by any kind of a weapons system at all. Nope, it's all an accident, folks. If you believe that, i got a couple of bridges that I'd like to get rid of, please contact me with checkbook in hand. In 1954, it was well recognized by those in positions of authority that it was only a matter of time. Only a few decades, folks, before the general public would be able to grasp and upset the cradle of power for the very elements of the new silent weapon technology were as accessible for a public utopia as they were for providing a private utopia. The issue of primary concern, that of dominance, revolved around the subject of the energy sciences. You see, folks, energy is recognized as the key to all activity on Earth. Natural science is the study of the sources and control of natural energy. And social science, theoretically expressed as economics, is the study of the sources and control of social energy, or society, as a whole. Both, of course, are bookkeeping systems, mathematics. Therefore, mathematics is the primary energy science. And the bookkeeper can be king if the public can be kept ignorant of the methodology of the bookkeeping. You see, folks, all science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. The end is control. And most of you don't understand it and never have understood it, and many of you never will understand that. And those in power believe that the end always justifies the means. And beyond this remains only one issue, folks. Who will be the beneficiary? In 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised, in view of the law of natural selection, it was agreed that a nation or world of people who will not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. Such people are beasts of burden and stakes on the table by choice and consent, always have been and always will be. Consequently, in the interest of future world order, peace, and tranquility, it was decided to privately wage a quiet war against the American public with an ultimate objective of permanently shifting the natural and social energy, or wealth, of the undisciplined and irresponsible many into the hands of the self-disciplined, responsible, and worthy few. In order to implement this objective, it was necessary to create, secure, and apply new weapons 
which, as it turned out, were a class of weapons so subtle and sophisticated in their principle of operation and public appearance as to earn for themselves the name Silent Weapons. And it was quickly realized that if it was done properly, the public themselves would load the weapons and fire them for the end result of their own destruction. In conclusion, the objective of economic research as conducted by the magnates of capital, or banking, and the industries of commodities, or goods and services, is the establishment of an economy which is totally predictable and manipulatable. Folks, in order to achieve a totally predictable economy, the low-class elements of the society must be brought under total control. In effect, must be housebroken, trained, and assigned a yoke and long-term social duties from a very early age, before they have an opportunity to question the propriety of the matter. In order to achieve such conformity, the lower-class family unit must be disintegrated by a process of increasing preoccupation of the parents and the establishment of government-operated daycare centers for the occupationally orphaned children. The quality of education given to the lower class must be of the poorest sort, so that the moat of ignorance isolating the inferior class from the superior class is and remains incomprehensible to the inferior class. With such an initial handicap, even bright lower class individuals have little, if any, hope of extricating themselves from their assigned lot in life. This form of slavery, and slavery it is, to be sure, is essential to maintaining some measure of social order, peace, and tranquility for the ruling upper class. Everything that is expected from an ordinary weapon is expected from a silent weapon by its creators, but only in its own manner of junctioning. It shoots situations instead of bullets propelled by data processing instead of a chemical reaction or explosion originating from bits of data instead of grains of gunpowder and from a computer instead of a gun, operated by a computer programmer instead of a marksman under the orders of a banking magnate instead of a military general. It makes no obvious explosive noises, causes no obvious physical or mental injuries, and does not obviously interfere with anyone's daily social life. Yet it makes an unmistakable noise, causes unmistakable physical and mental damage, and unmistakably interferes with daily social life. In effect, unmistakable to a trained observer, one who knows what to look for. The public cannot comprehend this weapon and therefore cannot believe that they are being attacked and subdued by a weapon. The public might instinctively feel that something is wrong. But because of the technical nature of the silent weapon, they cannot express their feeling in a rational way or handle the problem with intelligence. Therefore, they do not know how to cry for help and do not know how to associate with others to defend themselves against it.
Dear listeners, when a silent weapon is applied gradually, the public adjusts, adapts to its presence, and learns to tolerate its encroachment on their lives until the pressure, psychological, via economic, becomes too great and they just simply crack up. Therefore, the silent weapon is a type of biological warfare. It attacks the vitality, options, and mobility of the individuals of a society by knowing, understanding, manipulating, and attacking their sources of natural and social energy and their physical, mental, and emotional strengths and weaknesses. And that, folks, is the reason why when I travel around this country to give my lectures, I meet thousands of people who come up to me and say, Bill, something is wrong. Something is terribly wrong. I can feel it in my gut, but I don't know what it is. And that's why everybody is blaming George Bush not realizing that Bill Clinton is the same, <laughs> backed by the same people. In a brilliant, whoever designed this last election had tremendous genius setting them all up there in front of you, watching the people, putting H. Ross Perot up on his pedestal, and all the little socialists running around behind Bill Clinton. And George Bush, the great conservative, who never did anything conservative, as far as I could tell. And they were all financed, backed, and propelled by the same goal, a new world order. It's amazing how this works, and it's amazing how easily people fall for these things. Have you ever gone into Radio Shack and bought a little battery, 50 cents? And you go up to the counter, and the man asks you for the last four digits of your telephone number, and he plugs it into the computer, and then he reads off your Social Security number and asks you if that's you, and you say, yeah, how'd you know that? Well, if you were to turn that monitor around, you'd see that he's got almost everything in the world about you on that little computer. And where did he get it if you've never been to Radio Shack before? People are confronted with this on a daily basis and never ask any questions. Never. You purchase something, and in it there's a guarantee card with another big sheet attached to it asking you, questions that you would be reluctant to tell your next-door neighbor. How much money do you make? Where do you work? How many toilets are in your house? Where did you buy this? How much money did you spend? Do you have a checking account? Are you an executive? Or are you a laborer? That's what I meant, folks, by loading the weapons. You see, none of that is required. In fact, it's illegal. Under the Privacy Act, you are not required to send any of that information in, but most of you listening not only do, but have, and probably will continue. Thinking that it might void your warranty if you don't. <laughs> A nation, our world of people, who do not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. 
Such people are beasts of burden and stakes on the table by choice and consent. Do you fit that category, folks? I certainly hope not, because I believe we could get ourselves out of this situation if we will just open our eyes, our ears, and wake up. Stop believing what you're told and what you read and begin to find the truth for yourself. What I have just given you in this past half hour is just a couple of pages out of the first chapter of my book, Behold a Pale Horse. In that chapter, I published a document entitled Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, an introductory programming manual, operations research technical manual, TM-SW7905.1. It is one of the documents that was prepared for the subjugation of America by a secret power group who wants to rule the world. I'll tell you later how to get this book. Right now we have to take a little break, folks. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial unless you don't like to think, unless you want to stay stupid, or unless you like being the puppet on the end of the string. I'll be right back.
the dismay of a lot of socialists around this world, I'm still cruising after all of these years. I'm William Cooper, and you're listening to the Hour of the Time. Folks, I want to take a couple of minutes here and tell you about something that's happening in England this coming weekend, Saturday the 9th and Sunday the 10th of January 1993 in Wembley Arena. Seats a whole bunch of thousands of people. Nightlink Communications presents the first international conference exposing 
Global Deception. And uh, you can call the Wembley Arena box office and get tickets with your Visa or MasterCard or American Express or any of those other kinds of things that I never carry. But I know a lot of people do. Call Wembley Arena box office. Now remember, this is in England, Great Britain. For those of you listening on the European continent or in Great Britain, if you can make it to this conference, you had better do it. I'm going to be there as one of the featured speakers. Wembley Arena Box Office. Here's the phone number. This is in England. Now remember, you have to precede it with the country code and all that kind of stuff. 0819001234. That's easy, isn't it? Let's do it again. Wembley Arena Box Office. 0819001234. Now, that's the number that you can call daily from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday, since Sunday's gone, don't even worry about that. And you can order your tickets with your credit card if you want. Let me tell you who's going to be there besides me. Dr. Robert Strecker, M.D., Ph.D., will be there. He's the man who says this. Everything the government, the so-called AIDS experts, and the media were telling the public was not only misleading, but out-and-out out lies. The truth of the matter is AIDS is a man-made disease. Eustace Mullins will be there. He has 40 years of continuous research and more than 35 books to his credit. He was a protege of Ezra Pound and is the world's premier conspiracy historian. And uh, he's going to expose in detail behind-the-scenes international political and economic policy-making manipulations by a powerful elite whose goal is to bring about the New World Order. Jan M. Van Turn will be there. And he says, I have in my possession scientific medical documents confirming the AZT kills you. AZT is a political and economic winner for the pharmaceutical multinationals. David M. Summers, quote, I believe this is some of the most important evidence of control ever likely to be exposed. A lot of mysterious occurrences will suddenly be understood in the light of this information, unquote. Vladimir Terzisky, who you will hear on this show shortly in a four-part series, quote, Two months ago, I was arrested and handcuffed for showing four panels with photos of disc-shaped crafts and for demanding some answers from NASA at a lecture given by Apollo astronaut Harrison Schmidt. In my research as a physicist, I have arrived at the unexpected conclusion that anti-gravity is extremely easy to produce without any sci-fi hardware, unquote. Jordan Maxwell will be there. He says, quote, it is probable that most of the public figures and military men involved in this secret scheme are unaware of the real goals or who is really behind it. And, of course, me. And you're hearing what I have to say on this show, and you'll hear it every night this week and every night next week and every night until somebody comes along and stops me. But we don't worry about those things, do we? Once again, that's in Wembley Arena in England, folks. 
this coming weekend, the 9th and 10th of January, Saturday and Sunday, all day and into the evening, both of those days. You can call the Wembley Arena box office at 081-900-1234. Okay, one more time, 081 Nine zero zero one two three four. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be Therefore, 
make peace with your God. Whatever you conceive him to be, the hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin, with all its hopes, dreams, promises, and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. people, there's a lot of you sitting out there shaking your head saying, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not one of those sheeple. Well, let's find out, folks. And don't shoot the messenger, because you can never solve a problem unless you can stare it in the face and recognize it for what it is. And in this case, it's us. Let me just ask you a few questions to find out if you are really sheeple or not. The first question is, do you believe in and support the purpose and the article itself, the second article and amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America, the right of the people to keep and bear arms? If you do, you would resist always any efforts to force Americans to register their guns, wouldn't you? Well, I would and have and will and never will I register my weapons? You see, because I know that the second article of the amendment is nothing to do with the right to hunt or any of the other things that people bandy about. It's to protect us against our own government should it ever become oppressive or should a despot ever rise to power in this country. Most good Americans understand that. People who love freedom know that it is the only thing, probably, that it has kept us free for this long. Well, let me ask you, if that's true, if you believe that, and if you would never register your guns or support any move to register our weapons, do you belong to the NRA? And if you do, why? Because let me tell you something right now, folks. If you belong to the NRA, you have already registered your guns. How does that grab you? Not only that, but have you seen the new literature they're sending out to people to get them to join the NRA? It says, and I quote, Join the NRA and protect your right to hunt. Unquote. How does that grab you? What do you think would happen if all of a sudden all the murderers in the world got together to lobby Congress to cut down on the sentences uh, passed upon murderers and formed an organization? And, of course, all of them thinking that the government would never know who they were. <laughs> are what they were up to. 
My, 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 how intelligent we Americans have become. You see, our forefathers would never have joined any such thing. Never. Why do we do it? Well, it's very simple, folks. We don't want to have to do the work of reading the Federal Register and calling our congressmen and writing letters and doing all of the things that the NRA says that it does for us. Yet they're still sending out those notices to try to recruit new members. And have you noticed, boy, they're really trying to get every gun owner in the country to register their guns by joining the NRA. They're even offering prizes to the members who bring in the most new members. And the literature says, join the NRA and protect your right to hunt. You know, it's going to be easy to get rid of the guns, folks, if they can convince the legislatures to pass laws protecting animals and gun ownership is connected with the killing of those animals. I wish somebody out there besides the very few of us who are doing the thinking, would begin to think along with us. Now, I'm not talking to everyone who's listening. I know that many of you out there are right on top of things. And you're patriots. And you care about this country. You care about the Constitution. You care about freedom no matter where it exists. And my goal is freedom for the world. I know that the United Nations has no Bill of Rights has no protection for individual rights, creator-endowed rights. In fact, if they have their way, they'll do away with God, and that will do away with your creator-endowed rights. And that's the topic for tomorrow's program, folks. Tomorrow night, 9 Pacific, 10 Mountain, 11 Central, Midnight, Eastern Standard Time, I will be back. And tomorrow's topic is the cornerstone upon which this nation was founded, creator-endowed rights. Folks, if you'd like an information packet and what we're all about, what we have to offer, some of the available material that we have, uh, if you'd like information about CAGI, the Citizens Agency Joint Intelligence, which is an organization that I started years ago, and it is at this moment the largest civilian intelligence gathering organization in the world, and it's also the most successful. And a lot of the information that you're going to hear on this program comes from the efforts of hundreds, sometimes thousands, of unsung heroes who prefer to remain in the background, who are constantly gathering and sending information to our central clearinghouse where we are in the process of assembling two puzzles. One is the deception what they want us to believe, and the other is the truth. The truth is what we need to know to survive. Seek ye the truth, and the truth shall set you free, folks, and nothing, nothing else in this world will do it. Nothing. And to find the truth, you cannot believe what anyone else tells you, not even me, not even your mother, not the President of the United States, not Rush Limbaugh, especially. Not anybody. Not your best friend. For we're all manipulated. We're all misled. It is difficult at best to even come close to the truth. 
but that's what we're going to try to do on this show, and we are going to be bombarding you with information from every source from here on out. So if you want to hear what you cannot and will not hear anywhere else, I don't care who it is or what they profess their politics are, how loyal they are to the Constitution, you will not hear anywhere else what you're going to hear on this show. And you need to hear it. Just like you needed to hear what you heard tonight. And if it made you angry, then I have accomplished one of my goals. Because you can't stir people to action unless they have strong feelings about what you say. If you're overly joyed to hear a show like this on radio, that's good because I know that you will be right with us in trying to rectify the wrongs and restore the Constitution as the supreme law of the land. If you're angry at what you've heard, you will do anything to try to prove that what you hear on here is wrong, and some of it you will, because some of it will be wrong, because we are only human beings. But most of it will always be right on the money. And when it is, it will turn you around, and you will begin to realize that you are beginning to think for yourself. And that's a revelation. A quite astounding revelation that always moves people. So, whether you're overjoyed at hearing this show, or you're extremely angry at me and at this show for what you've heard, then that is exactly what we set out to do. If you're indifferent, if we haven't stirred you, if we haven't pricked up your interest, if you're just indifferent, then I have failed. Failed miserably, in fact, if that's the way you feel after hearing this show. But, tune in again tomorrow night and give me another chance. And if that doesn't work, tune in on Wednesday night. That'll perk you up because it's about money on Wednesday night. And a lot of you better be listening to that show because I'm going to tell you the truth about the Internal Revenue Service something that everybody else ducks. And most of the talk show hosts, when you call them and ask them about it, they say, oh, everybody who ever tried that ends up in jail. The truth is, they don't know what they're talking about, never looked into it, never studied it. The people who study it and understand the law do not end up in jail. They are not evading taxes. They are operating totally and wholly within the law. The law that none of you listening, if you haven't gone that route, even know anything about. But you'll find out on Wednesday, so be listening at that time. And the following Wednesday, in fact, every Wednesday night we're going to devote to that that criminal organization known as the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Reserve, which is really the parent organization. You see, the Internal Revenue Service is just the collection agency for the Federal Reserve. Anyway, you're going to learn about it all on the hour of the time. In the meantime, if you would like to get an information packet about CAGI, Citizens Agency Joint Intelligence, how you can join, what the benefits are, about how to purchase my book, Behold a Pale Horse, or if those of you listening would like to purchase it right now, the price has just gone up. I think my book is the only book in history that has the price has gone up in paperback after two years of being sold. 
It has been the underground bestseller two years in a row, and because of that, the publisher has raised the price by $5. So the book is actually $25 in stand because we send everything by UPS. It's another $5 for the UPS fee. So if you want the book, send $30, and we'll get it right out to you. Also, folks, it's the only book in the world that's absolutely 100% guaranteed if it's returned in the same condition in which you received it. That is brand new condition. If it's been read, if the cover's been crinkled back, if the pages are tucked down, if there's scribbles or notes in it, we will not take it back. But if it's in new condition, we will. We've produced several excellent, and I mean excellent, video documentaries that you might be interested in. The money that we make goes to put food on the table and pay for this airtime and pay for the research that we do. We're not rich. In fact, we've sold almost everything that we own in order to make this radio show possible. We are now flat broke <laughs> and going on a wing and a prayer. And we know that it will work. So if you'd like a packet of information, you can call Stan at 602-567-6109. That's 602-567-6109. 6109. Or you can write to me, William Cooper, P.O. Box 3299, Camp Verde, spelled V as in Victor, E-R-D-E, -E, Arizona, 86322. That's P.O. Box 3299. Nine nine, Camp Verde, Arizona, eight six three, two two. Now keep your pencil and paper handy, folks. If you miss this, there'll be another little thing after the show goes off the air, which will repeat the phone number and the address again. Is there a conspiracy? Yes. Are we being manipulated and controlled and guided into a new world order and a new world religion? Yes. Is there a group in charge of this who's been in charge all along who are bringing this about? Yes. And I can tell you folks, they're as old as man. They're the followers of an ancient religion that has persisted even unto this day. And these are just some of the things that you're going to learn in the future episodes of this show, The Hour of the Time. In case you didn't catch it, folks, tonight's lesson was nobody can do anything to us without our ignorance, apathy, stupidity, irresponsibility, and complete cooperation. Until tomorrow night, good night, and God bless you all.